the only way I could think of to describe it is like when your grandma would have that um that tin of cookies and like ninety percent of them taste like shit. I mean, they taste like shit because Stop. they taste. Are you like talking it. about the royal dance cookies? I like those. Those cookies are fire. Oh no. I didn't know they had a name. I mean, to me, it just had like sewing, sewing kit. <laughs> the sewing but, kit um, cookies, Grandma. I want those cookies. Fifty-fifty <laughs> chance, fifty-fifty chance. They got sewing stuff or they got cookies, but um, they would just taste like, I guess, like sugar, but not really. Like somehow, it just tastes like old sugar somehow. <laughs> I actually really I like those cookies. It. Those cookies are fire with some coffee. In the morning, but I know which one you're you also talking don't about. Like the things blue. on sticks, so whatever. Don't judge me. Just the other day, I was yeah, watching the, the video. Tin, the green tin. The green tin is the 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 soda crackers. Yeah, yeah export. You're talking sodas. about the Keebler. Yeah, you're talking about the Keebler crab can. Yeah, what, what were you watching? Oh, I was watching a video about the things that Americans eat that other people find nasty, and corn dog was one of them. I've never eaten a corn dog before, and nor do I think I will either. I don't feel right with having a hot dog on a stick that's dipped in corn. Um, it's not literally dipped in corn for one. I mean, but, corn, dipped in I mean, cornbread. It, it, Still, it is. It, it is. It isn't. It isn't. But um, corn dogs. People don't talk about it, but corn dogs are definitely up there with things that Jamaicans won't eat. I won't eat that. That's so. Oh my god! I, I just there, never thought there ain't it. no good way. There ain't no good way to eat a corn dog. <laughs> I mean, unless you rip it, you can rip it like people do with bananas. Nah, because the stick is inside. That's silly. Oh damn! You're right. <laughs> yeah, nah, I can't eat that. I can't eat that. Sorry. You, be, you gotta wrap your lips around the top of it, and then. <laughs> And that's, that's the only way you can eat it. Like, you know what? The only time I can eat something that's on a stick is a shish kebab. That I'll eat on a stick. Yeah. I mean, that's what we were talking about, though. When you were talking about you don't eat shit on sticks, we were talking about lamb. That's a, shish, that's a kebab. No, Nothing. we were talking about we were talking about when when we go to, like, I don't know what spots they be having it at, but the gyros and shit, when they have the gyro meat on that stick, just turning around in a circle, that's that shit. At the same places that they make gyro, that they they make kebabs, it's the same thing. It's just on a Mm -mm. stick. Mm -mm. Yes, it is. It's the same thing. What are you talking about? I make it. It's not the same thing. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) To me, kebabs, steak kebabs Yo. are fire. Chicken kebabs are fire. But that meat that on the, that's on that on that okay. rotisserie when, thing, we don't even know what that is. All right. Yes, you do. Well, when you get a lamb kebab, it's the same shit. But yes, we do. Lamb. Just because you don't know, just because you don't know, doesn't mean you get to say we. Because <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Welcome to the No Ledge Podcast. Okay. <laughs> I hate you right now. <laughs> Fine. Welcome to Knowledge Podcast. Your host Oso here with Cookie. And while he's here making fun of my my taste buds. Hi guys. <laughs> For the longest time I've said that I would do a food episode and it just hasn't happened. I don't have enough people that love food as much as I do. Um that they would talk about it for an hour. I talk about food. I can have a whole food podcast, to be honest with you. 
Why are people still making well done steak? (laughs) (laughs) No, I will say the shout out to my grandma. Back in the day, she used to make some well done ass steaks and they were still good. I don't know how she did it. But when people, oh, well done steak is dry, yada, nah, her steaks are never dry. I don't know what she used to do. I had an like, aunt that used to make, uh, well, I had an aunt that, I used to go to her house and it used to make me like a steak sandwich. That shit was well done, but that shit was still good. It was kind of like a little chard, you know, but it tasted so yeah. fucking good. It was so good. I mean, it's a texture thing. I mean, you got like a little bit soft on the inside. You got the char on the outside. So, mm-hmm. but, um. I used to have a bottomless stomach as a kid, though. I just realized how many times I used to go to people's house and just eat up all their food. Jesus Christ! I mean, we all we all had a fast metabolism until now, until thirty. Um, actually, no, I didn't. It didn't cut for me at thirty. I stopped eating so much at like. Um, when did I, I stop? I went to her house, and I remember that day. It's like clear in my head. My cousin had made me the steak sandwiches, and I, it wasn't even just one. It was like two, three sandwiches. No, I can never eat bread. Eat so, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Bread was um, bread was and always has been a killer for me. Like I gotta eat something really good on bread, but I'll be like, eat. I just feel like when I eat bread, that shit just starts expanding in my stomach, and like I almost feel sick. Like that's why I, I don't even bread. eat like, you know, like people eat a stack of pancakes. I can eat one pancake, and like yeah, I really I feel like I can't eat nothing else either. after. Yeah, I can't eat that many pancakes um, either. Two max, maybe three, if I'm really hungry. But even then, and I know, and I know it's gotten worse because back in the day, I mean, I could eat a hero, I could eat a hero sandwich regularly, a good ass sandwich, you know what I mean. But now, and I used to clown people for taking out the bread. Now I'm one of those people that take out the bread. Yo, that's crazy. You know, that's funny because I've, I've always been the type to to take off the bread. Like, okay, like, let's say, let's say I eat the first part, the first part of the sandwich, the first half, I'll eat it with both pieces of bread. But once I get to the second one and I'm like halfway through, I'm like, all right, I can't do, do, do I can't do all this bread. And I'll just rip off the top part and then I'll just eat the inside. <laughs> Sometimes I'll just eat the bottom part um, with, with the, t- with the, with the sandwich inside. I, I can't, I can't do too much bread either. But, but why don't you just, why don't you just take the bottom bread off and then put it in the middle of the sandwich, like put it in the middle of the first half, like a Big Mac. No, nah, I can't do that. That's too much. That's too much. It's the same amount. Nah. <laughs> it's just more convenient. Mm-mm, mm-mm. How about it's the exact um, same amount? You how eating. about when? How about when the restaurants come by with the bread and with the olive oil for you to dip it in? Will you eat that? And see, that's another thing. Um, that's another thing I can go. I could. I could go ham in. Um, as long as the the, the olive oil provides the, the proper lubrication, then then I'll be fine. The proper lubrication. That's A- the only way I could put yo. it. At least it's something that like kind of breaks down the bread for me. You put some uh, 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 olive oil, a little balsamic, some some. Um, you put some olives in there. I might eat all the bread by myself. <laughs> oh yeah, I just saw a post too that um. Someone who won't be named because they're not a friend of somebody on this podcast. Um, that they have posted and don't even ask, and nobody out there who's listening better ask why I have her on Facebook. I I, I don't know why I have her on Facebook either, to be honest. Um, I should probably just delete, delete her today, but it doesn't even matter. But um, take a break. She had posted. No, 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 no. It's 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 deleted. Don't delete. Oh. But um, okay. <laughs> she had posted a meme that was like. 
I don't remember exactly what it said, but it says something like women, women. No, it wasn't women. Nobody should be eating the bread as soon as it hits the table. And I was like, fuck that. Like, as soon as that bread hits the table, I'm doing the bird man hands. Like, I'm hitting that bread. But when they put it on the table, that's when it's the most hot. It just came out of whatever toaster that's they it's had. hot it at in. all. Yeah, that is if it's hot at all. But like most of the places I go to, they heat up the bread just a little bit at least, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, and I appreciate, and I will say this, and then, I mean, this, I feel like I'm talking about food a lot, but <laughs> this, um, <laughs> I watch this. Um, I don't feel like plugging it either, but this is a woman I watch on YouTube. That she um she works with one of these YouTube channels, and she goes to different restaurants and she will eat everything there. Um, why even watch this woman engorge herself and gain weight over the length over the course of this series? I don't know, but you know what? I mean, I guess it's a good thing on yo, going to places. I, all these episodes. Nah, she eat, she, she takes. Go, I'm sorry. Go on. I mean, it's it, just it, a lot of these episodes lot of food. It's, remind it's a lot me of food no matter how you do it. Oh, my God. You ever remember that guy? Um, I think his name was Guy, literally. He would do the diner dash, um, the dine, dive, and dash. Remember that guy? Like, he don't still do the same show and do more shows? Okay. Him. I look at him, and I just think of gluttony. Like, I think of, yes, thank you. I knew I knew his name was Guy, but <laughs> um, it just reminds me of you know the the seven deadly sins and the one that sticks in my head all the time when I watch that those type of shows when it comes to food is gluttony, and I'm just like I cannot I cannot I cannot oh my god I just can't. But you understand that even for him, you don't eat all the food. Like I mean, you, they make the the same plate that they would for somebody, even though the truth is, I mean they. They put a little sauce on it. They may put a little extra chicken wing or something like that. But, um, I mean, regardless, uh, he's not eating the whole thing. But, I mean, it does the same thing as the show that I was talking about. Like, it just shows you the items at these restaurants so that, you know, they, it makes them a little bit more approachable. You know what I mean? I mean, what's the num- What's one of the biggest reasons people don't go to restaurants? Because they don't know what they have there. Because they, they're afraid that things there aren't, um, aren't familiar and shit. So, they don't approach it because they don't want to spend their hard-earned money. On something they don't they don't think they'll like, but so, that's the reason guy, why I'm afraid to try new things because of that reason. I'm afraid that I'm gonna try. I'm gonna I'm gonna spend my money on it. That I'm not gonna like it, and then I'm gonna be tight. Yeah, but at the same time, in life, there's much better things to be afraid of. <laughs> but <laughs> that's the whole point of watching. That's the whole point in watching Triple D. That he goes to these restaurants. He shows you what they have. You can see if it's something that's approachable to you or not. And I have and I have tried it. I've gone to places that um that he advocated for, whether it was on purpose or by accident, and then realized, oh, oh shit, this is good. Oh yeah. Oh, this was on Dino Jarvis and Dives. Or, or matter of fact, you go in and you'll see a picture of him. He'll be all the picture in the restaurant. But um matter of fact, it reminds me it was a place in Tampa I wanted to try. But um, not even on his show, but on the Food Network. But regardless, that's I mean that's what these shows are for. But um, but back to the bread in the in the show that I was watching. Same thing. She goes to restaurant, but guy will try like three things at a restaurant. This chick goes and eats everything, <laughs> everything, and tries all the drinks too. Um, 
I probably would plug it if I could. I really don't remember her name right now, even though I've watched like this whole series. But um, yesterday she did one of my favorite restaurants. I've said before that my favorite restaurant is Fuego de Chao. And, um, you know, if our listeners out there want to send the podcast uh, gift certificate, um, if you send the enough for three of us to go, then all three of us to go. You send enough for just one of us to go, I'll keep it. As, it'll be our little secret and I'll be at Fogo <laughs> recording the podcast. <laughs> but um, but she was saying that the Padequejo there is the best. Um, no, did she say that? She said it's the top. She said it's the top um, restaurant bread. And when she said that, I was like, mm, like mm. there's another one out there. And she brought it up and she was like, this and Red Lobster's um, Cheddar Bay Biscuits. And that just, I mean, it really cemented for me that I don't think there's any bread but in uh, Red Lobster's Cheddar Bay Biscuits. I really don't think so. Honestly. I don't have to eat a single had, thing there. I've never had their biscuits, so I wouldn't be able okay, to. You're on drugs. I don't like I don't biscuits. How, I don't know how to post that anymore. I don't, I don't eat know biscuits. how to post that anymore. I, I don't You're eat biscuits. <laughs> yeah, whatever, bro. <laughs> I just don't even. I feel like this goes back to very early in the podcast. We used to say you lived under a rock. This is being under that rock again. This is uh, getting another lease for another year under that rock. <laughs> Honestly, just the other day, I was talking to my coworkers and we were talking about sandwiches, right? And we were we were talking in a chat. One of them has said that they had just um, that they had just like had a BLT or like a BLT was their favorite sandwich. I don't recall. And I told them that the first time I, I ever had a BLT was once I got out of high school. And they were like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah, I was like eighteen, nineteen. That was when I had my first BLT." And they they were like dumbfounded at that. And I'm just like, I mean, I grew up I grew up in a sheltered house, kind of you can say. Because just like them, they're all wondering, what the fuck did you eat before when you couldn't think of putting bacon, lettuce, and tomato together? Because we would have ham and cheese and mayo. Like, we would have other lettuce, tomato. Like, I would make myself a ham sandwich. We didn't have bacon in my house like that. And honestly, here's the funny thing, too. Because yeah, Dominicans always have our- salami. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. So in my household, we had a lot more uh, like Dominican or Hispanic stapled products. You know what I mean? So when it came to even having bacon in the house, we had that shit in the freezer because we thought that that shit belonged in the freezer. You know what I mean? Like damn shame because all you're really saying is that you grew up like you lived in the campo and you didn't go outside the campo. You just, you just didn't even have a choice. But here's the opportunity because there's a whole America out there where you could have whatever you want. So I don't. So I mean, I guess you have to understand that you're so you were so accustomed to eating the same things that to step outside of that, you know, makes you afraid it's of scary. Doing that. Yes, it's very scary. It's very scary. But all you have to but all you have to realize in that is, um, it's just. You were you were just kept away from it. I mean, you were okay. you were you were sheltered from it, like you said. And the answer to that is the same thing that um is the same thing that keeps somebody else uh trying the same shit. Um, you just have to expose yourself. You just have to go and eat stuff. Let me ask you something. Have you ever had something that tasted so bad, or that tasted bad that you that you couldn't get the taste out of your mouth? Or like it, it, oh, yeah. it was hard for you to get the taste out of your mouth after you had it. I mean, well, I'll say this: I went to the um, 
I'm not even going to get into that for that long because we do have to get into the actual topic. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I went to the um the Epcot Food Festival this year, and I'm going to go again next year to be better prepared, have my stomach better prepared because there was so like I came to a point I had to skip some things because my stomach was full. But um the rotunda, the one that they had themed for um for for DC or for the White House or whatever, it was definitely the worst. Was the worst. Um, all right. So basically, explain the Epcot Food Festival. They take different places around the world, and you you eat like you eat food from there, traditional food from there. But um, and then there's some that's like barbecue. Um, there's another one that was like for the Northeast that had like lobster rolls. The barbecue one had ribs and porchetta. The rotunda had a shrimp salad, like shit that the presidents would eat. I guess it had like a shrimp salad, and it had a um. It had a uh, some kind of tart. I can't remember, like a truffle, a truffle tart or something like that. That shit was so bad. I wanted to spit that shit out. Mm. I was like, the president will deserve this. Like I like spent the money on it. Spent uh, spent the money on it, and then took two bites and was like, nah, we can't eat this. I can't. Yeah. I mean, I'll eat. I'll eat mostly whatever. But I mean, a big issue was Amanda says you know she don't like dill. And uh, I don't mind dill. I don't think dill's a bad flavor. This is the first time dill was ever a bad flavor. It was an overwhelming amount of dill, and it was just like sour almost the way that you it know was. What? And I you was like, now nah. that you mentioned dill, you know what? I don't like cumin. I don't like cumin. I don't like too much cumin. How is that possible? And that's in a lot of Hispanic food. If it's cumin by itself, I don't like it. Who eats like, cumin by itself? Not, I don't mean like that. I mean, like, if it's too much, like, you know how in spices, like, you can get the cumin on its own, but I just find yeah. that there was a few times where, maybe, I don't know, maybe my boyfriend, like, slipped his hand a little bit and put too much in. I wouldn't be able to eat the meat after that, because it just, it, it like, smelled too I much. I want on the rice. <laughs> huh? Let me get that. Let me just get... Let me just get Camino all over my French fries. No, you <laughs> know what it. I meant, asshole. You know what I meant. I think he was just like seasoning the food and then maybe put too much of that. I don't know. I, don't know, I, I put like cumin it. in everything. Eat my food, so there ain't a lot of there ain't a lot of things maybe, that maybe cumin, you just don't cumin overpower it. Maybe you just don't overpower it with too much cumin. All right. Well, we've spoken a lot about. Um, Food. <laughs> we spoke a lot about yeah what what goes on to the table, but what about what do we actually bring to the table? What <laughs> what, so what do you... <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice transitional <laughs> move. <laughs> I saw I saw a podcast the other day and they just asked a simple question. So as a woman, I'm just going to ask you, what do you bring to the table? what I bring to the table. So I feel like I'm understanding, you know, I'm an, I'm an understanding woman. I love to help out whenever I can, you know, um, if somebody who I'm dealing with has dreams and, and ambitions, I try to, you know, I try to be their number one cheerleader when it comes to things like that. So I'm very supportive. Um, I'm smart. I feel like I'm smart. <laughs> Um, I did mention I'm, I'm, you know, ambitious. I'm good with money and I'm a logical thinker. I know a lot of women don't usually say that um, because they, there's that whole 
thing that everyone says that women think based off of emotion, but I think I think pretty logically. Which is true. Mm, Wait, what part is true? That women think based off of emotion or that I think pretty logically? Women think women do think emotionally, and I've seen you think emotionally. That what? Uh, no, I'm saying the women women do think emotionally, and and you have been you have thought emotionally. I've triggered you emotionally on purpose many times. You have though, you have. But I feel like I'm a pretty good logic. I mean, I think I am more of a logical thinker than I am an emotional one. Well, I mean, it's not even part of the questions, but I mean, in terms of um you deeming yourself as a logical thinker um has anybody ever been aware of that and felt like maybe you were a little masculine because of that yeah i get told a lot of times that um that i uh may come off as a little mannish in a way some masculine qualities yeah when it comes to things like that like i'll i'll have that like i'll have that like fuck it attitude you know and um yeah just the way that i say things sometimes i've even noticed it too when i'm like talking to to the members that i deal with on a daily basis like once i get somebody who is a certain way i just shut down and i just get very to the point you know there's just a certain way that you got to talk to me in order for me to i guess come off a different way i don't know i don't know if um saying the fuck it attitude is necessarily the logical part of it. I mean, it's just more like maybe it is logically. I know that you're trying to bring me to an emotional point. So I'm just going to cut off. I'm going to cut off any connection to that right now before it can get there and just say, fuck it. So fuck this whole conversation Fuck whatever <laughs> you got to say next, because I'm not going to get emotional here. So maybe that is what it is. I'm not sure. Um, maybe I'm explaining what, I, what I know I do myself. No, you actually just described it perfectly. Yeah, you did. Okay, so I mean, maybe that's what it is. I mean, because men, um, it's not like men aren't emotional. I mean, even in the same case, I mean, it could be a wild exaggeration. I'm not speaking on all women. I'm just speaking on maybe what um what it may look like. Like, I mean, as an example, maybe we could say men are ninety percent logical, ten percent emotional, with obviously some variations in that. Maybe some people seventy five, twenty five, sixty forty, whatever the case is. And then women, the um, the opposite of that. But um, what I'm saying in that is, once as a man, once you stop, ta- once for the again, for example's sake, once you stop, ta- once you start trying to tap into that ten percent, nah, <laughs> you get cut off. You get cut off right there at the source. I'm, or, I'm, cl- or, or I'm, I'm, I'm closing. Or that, or that ten percent becomes a hundred percent, and now he's in his feelings, and you just what the fuck. Right. But, um, but overall, um, I asked this because on the, the podcast that I saw, they were asking why do women get so, and those are good answers, by the way. I do think, I do think that those are, um, real answers. They, they're answers that make sense. Um, because I feel like the men on the pod were literally saying that they're looking for some intangible things for whatever reason. The women, um, kept thinking that it had, it had to do with money and the men were saying it never had nothing to do with money for reasons such as, I mean, they give good examples like stuff like, you know, in a relationship, if a woman loses her job, men don't bat an eye. 
that means that means nothing. Like the relationship can go the very same, but if a man loses his job, it can become very struggly. <laughs> it can become um um all of a sudden the relationship's on the rocks. Um, it, it it's a very different dynamic. Um, and personally, I think I think a lot of that is. When a woman loses her her, and I again not speaking all, but in a lot of cases, when a man loses his job in the relationship, um, the woman is going to be pushing him to go and do something else. And while that may be the right thing to do, it also becomes, and we've talked about it here before, where you know people don't realize how annoying it can be when like you're looking for a job, and then all people do is talk to you about jobs. Like they don't even treat you like a real person anymore. Like they're just like, oh yeah, you should do this. Oh, you know that garbage man test is coming up. Oh, you know the 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 city test is coming. You know you should do that. Yada yada yada. And it's like, yo, I I I'm I'm burnt out. You have no idea how many in, how many interviews I've done. You have no idea how many applications I've done. And by the time I want to talk and and have a regular conversation, all you're talking to me about is work. But that's not the point. Um, and then going the other way. In a relationship, when a man is working and the, and the woman loses her job, the relationship won't be on the rocks. It'll pretty much just go exactly the same because somehow a woman can just fall into doing more cooking and cleaning, quote unquote, womanly duties, and that's okay. While a man can't fall into doing, quote unquote, those said womanly duties and be fine in the household, then it's an issue. Oh, then yeah. somehow, and somehow, you know, people, uh, again, not all. But again, um, you know that people might be looking at your relationship differently. Like, if if you were talking to a coworker, right? Just, I mean, I want, and I'm just asking you to answer objectively, not just for you. Um, if you're speaking to a coworker, and you said that your husband lost his job, what, like? That really depends, but I, I'm just trying to say, I feel like if you said that your husband lost his job, your coworker might say something like, oh, so I mean, what does he do all day? And then you're going to feel like your answer should be something constructive, like, you know, he's going to interviews, he's doing this, he's doing that, you know what I mean? But if you're a man and you're like, damn, my wife just lost her job, ain't nobody going to ask about what she's doing all day. This doesn't say, oh, damn. I guess you're pulling. I guess you're pulling the double. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that, does that sound far fetched? Not necessarily. However, I do feel like if it okay. So how you were saying how women then look at men differently when they lose their jobs because they're supposed to be the breadwinner. I see it as an opportunity for the man to start making sure that the house is in, in order. You know what I mean? Like if you're, if your woman has to now work overtime and has to do all this stuff now to make sure the bills are good until you are able to bring in your, you know, your part of the income, then I feel like at that point in time, the man should be the one doing the stuff around the house and not expecting for the woman to have to constantly tell you this shit either. Like <clears throat> just because you live with the woman doesn't now automatically mean that now she also has to clean and all this shit. I feel like that's bullshit. Because cleaning is a dream, is is for both people, you know. But I think that that's where that's part part of the issue comes in. Um, somewhat of my example. I mean, you you expanded on the example even more in terms of like, I noticed that even in this generation, people say 
that uh, people resort to like old school things, even though they don't want to. They believe themselves to be a modern woman that believes in 50-50 and so on and so forth. But at the core, it always goes back to the same like um, quote unquote traditional things where even if that man doesn't have his job anymore, he's still not doing cooking and cleaning. He just has to get a job to go back to his traditional value. And even though the woman is the only one working, she still has to maintain her traditional value of cooking and cleaning. And that doesn't make sense. Uh, I agree with what you're saying. That does mean the man needs to do that much more cooking and cleaning and, and taking care of the house and making sure shit is good for her. But um, but again, um, and I know situations personally, where the man will feel like, nah, uh, just because I lost my job doesn't mean you're not cooking and cleaning just like you were before. You're doing the same shit. When logically, it should very well be that. that. Even though logically it should be that, when she, when she comes home from work, everything should be taken care of. There's, there, it, doesn't make, it, it doesn't make any, nothing else makes sense other than that. But, um, but again, when people are have, these, have their mind in these traditional values, um, that's kind of where their mind goes in reality. That, and that's when women end up in situations where they're taking care of a man and he ain't doing shit because they don't feel like the man should be doing anything but do, but working and making more money than them. See, but this is where this is where traditional values are, are skewed because the man will say that the woman should have to do all this shit. But then why is she still working? Why is she still having to bring in the money? And also do all the womanly duties in the household, quote unquote, womanly duties. That shit don't make no sense to me. Like, you can't expect me to work, bust my ass, and then cook and clean and do all this shit when you're just sitting there playing video games. or you're just sitting there chilling. Or you decided you wanted to go out for a drive because you felt like it was that day to go out for a drive, you know? Were you going out to go find a job? Were you going out to go do something? Like, Like, what exactly were you trying to do, you know? I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand. Uh, I'm not saying my friends because I can't really think of any of my friends that have been in that type of situation. But they will lose their job, and then, um, like the niggas, just exactly what she says, sitting around playing video games. Don't feel like he got to do shit else, but get his job back. Don't feel. Don't um, feel like he got to get a job because now her income is enough to pay the bills. So why? Why even bother? That's some bullshit. Well, that's that's what that's makes it bullshit. even worse when they get into that position that they feel like, well. I like sitting here playing games and not cleaning the house and not doing shit. So let me just stay here for as long as I can. That's wrong too. That, um, that, at that point, that's it, basically just abusing. That That is abusing. Very abusive. But sometimes men also get into that toxic idea that, you know, because they have to provide, they end up in a situation where they're going to do anything to get another job. And, and I mean... You know what? I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> like that's not like, what I was going to say is not funny, but um, but men end up in toxic situations, create their own toxic situations in the way that they can't just do anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, granted, he lost his job. They were making more than enough money, or or enough money with his job. No, he can't get a job at Rite Aid now and expect shit to work out. That's not enough money. Then you're eating up. Then you're eating up time. Um, time that he could be doing interviews, time that he could be doing um applications, and he's not making enough money, and he's miserable because this is not this is not the level of fulfillment, this is not the the, the salary level that he's accustomed to. You know what I mean? And that goes he's back to what I was saying. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, in reality, I feel like you should be. I feel like, you know, I mean, I've said in the podcast many times that people say um, that uh, a job is a job, and that's not true um, because a job is not worth your mental health. And yeah, but bringing it, in ten dollars is bringing in zero is is better than bringing in zero dollars. Do you agree with me on that? Yes because and no. Because, because you can't sit there and not work and expect for the bills to get paid when by the hour you're bringing in zero by not working when you could be working and bringing in ten dollars an hour. But okay, so let me ask you this: So you agree that bringing ten dollars an hour and working at a job is going to eat up his time, correct? I, I agree that he is getting paid for the hours that he is giving. Yes. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, so he's getting $10 an hour. He's working 40 hours a week. He agree that he's not going to have as much time to do applications and interviews, correct? I agree. I agree. All right. So what I'm saying is this. Imagine that, and obviously we have no clue. We're just talking about probability. Um... Consider that if he's working, I mean, he's not working still, and for three months he's not working, but after three months, he lands a $50,000 job, something that he's more accustomed to, right? On the flip of that, he gets that $10 an hour job, and it takes him nine months to get that $50,000 job again. At the end of the day, what's better in that and in, in considering considering that those variables? In the back of my mind, I'm thinking of the bills that are not being paid during those three months until he lands that fifty thousand dollar job. Then now that fifty thousand dollar job, the first few paychecks that you get are now going to go to all the bills that are past due. Probably affected somebody's credit, probably affected somebody's financial situation. Um, almost lost the home. There, there's a whole bunch of variables to that where the $10 an hour would have really helped out. I don't know, because I'm also looking at it mentally that it's like, he's making $10 an hour. It's not enough. Like, you're still, you're still like, let's say, I don't even know. You're, you're, you're still only 80% of the way there in terms of where your budget is. And with that being said, even though like you had arguments when he wasn't working because the bills weren't being paid. Cause obviously the bills aren't being paid is tension in the house. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then he gets a $10 an hour job. Now you go from 50% of the way there to maybe like 80% of the way there. The bills still aren't getting paid all the way. You do a little bit better, but still not doing well enough. Mm-hmm. So the arguments are still there. You know what I'm saying? Um, the same tension is still there. So really, what's the worth? So what I'm saying is, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, in all of this, why hasn't he picked up a side hustle? I'm not. I'm going to put that in there. Not everybody's not everybody's uh, 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 capable of that. You're right. Not everybody is capable of it. But why are we only relying on the one job? That's a different conversation. i'm just i'm just thinking like i'm just thinking just logically like okay you now only have this ten dollar ten dollars an hour job right but at this point you should have picked up some type of trade some type of skill who knows maybe you finally decided to pick up a book and decide to read up on stocks and shit you know what if you decided to trade stocks 
you're now creating different streams of income. You know, I, I'm not saying that I have more than one stream of income as of right now, because I've actually stopped a lot of my side hustles in order to focus on the things that I really wanted to focus on. But I, I, I cannot say that it's wise for you to only have one stream of income. And in this case, with him losing a job and taking up one that's $10 an hour, I mean, I feel like that's, that, that's, I mean, it's not, it's not a dumb move. I think it's pretty smart as far as the fact that bills got to get paid. You know, you can't just leave it on the one person. Granted, the one person may be the breadwinner at that point in time, like or the woman or whomever in the relationship is now the breadwinner, but something's got to give. You can't just sit there and do nothing the whole time. Might as well get paid your $10 an well, hour. Well, no, no. See, we're not, but see, we're not talking about, see, there's a difference here because you're talking about doing nothing. I'm not saying he's not doing anything. He's not, you're saying he's not, you're trying to say he's not making anything. There you go. And that's that's, that's I, two that's different things. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I do, I'm, I'm emphasizing the fact that the effort is there. And I mean, again, you don't know it, but that job that's going to pay, that's going to pay it well enough is coming. It's just not here yet. Yeah, but the bills are here and the bills are now past due and things got to get done in the house. Yeah, struggling to find money to eat. Like it, it something's got to give. Something's got to give. So I feel like at that point, the $10 an hour is necessary. Granted, for me, I do feel like, I mean, because I guess I am the same person saying, a man should go out and do whatever. I am saying that I'm not saying that because then that opens the door for getting on the streets and hustling too. But, um, and is that the answer? Kind of is, kind of isn't. <laughs> but, um, You're gonna I just you don't be ready for the, for the, for the repercussions of that. God forbid, you know, I, I just don't believe in wasting time because time is, is the biggest, is the biggest currency we have. And I feel like, if you're qualified to make, um, be qualified to make fifty, seventy-five, hundred thousand dollars, you should not be make. You shouldn't be at a ten dollars, ten dollar hour job. It just, it just, it's just not going to make sense. You're gonna, you're um, you're living, you're living below your means. That's going to affect your mental health. Your um, your partner isn't getting the support that they need because you don't, you no longer have the financial backing. That's going to affect your mental health. On the bills not getting paid, that's going to affect your mental health. All these things are still going to be present, whether he has that ten dollars an hour or not. Again, I see. I still see it better. I still see that it's better to bring in something than nothing. Because if you're at least, if you're not, if you're not bringing in anything either, you. I hope and pray that you at least getting some type of social service. Because again, for you to just sit there and do nothing doesn't make any sense. Just because you're waiting on that one lucky break. I I, I so I so then so let's let's flip that the other way. Should a woman that loses her job should she get the ten dollar an hour job? Yeah, if it means that if it means that she's bringing in something during that meantime. Prime example. 
I got fired from one of my jobs. Um, this was like a year or two years ago. So, so long ago. I was fucking tired of the place already. I, I mean, I was still doing my job, but of course, at will employment, they didn't want me anymore because they already knew that how I, how I was feeling and they let me go. You know what I did right after that? I drove for Uber. I signed up and I drove for Uber and I was bringing in something for the two weeks that That's I was- That's not a $10 an hour job. job. It was basically $10 an hour. I wasn't making shit. I wasn't making shit. But then I also realized too, driving Uber was not for me because <laughs> I don't like that shit. I don't like having people in the car, people having random conversations with you. I'm not with that. I'm not with that. So, so question, did you quit Uber after that? Yeah, I stopped driving for Uber after that. All right, so hold on. So you just said you stopped driving Uber because you hate people in the car. It wasn't for you. And my argument has been, I don't think the nigga should go and work at Rite Aid for $10 an hour fucking scanning shit. And, and I'm not shaming nobody at Rite Aid. I mean, you are you are where you are in life. It doesn't matter. And and I have a different and, and not everybody has to, has to have the same perspective. But um, but I'm saying that the nigga could feel like I don't like packing boxes in the stock room and I don't like scanning this shit and putting prices on shit and I should quit. But you're saying he shouldn't quit because that's his $10 an hour. Okay, but I stopped driving Uber because I had already gotten another job. So it wasn't that I stopped it because I said, fuck it, it's not for me, and then not bringing in any money. My bills were still getting paid. Well, you weren't supposed to make that point. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm just letting you know, at the end of the day, I was still doing what I had to do to make sure my bills were paid. I wasn't going to just sit How there. Long... And... Yeah. Wait, you stopped Uber because you had another job, or you stopped Uber and then you found another job? I, so I, I started Uber. I was going to go to like two different interviews. One of them I had already gotten. So I said, fuck the other interview. I never went. And I, once I had gotten that job, um, I went down to South Carolina for like a week, uh, a week before I started the new job or two weeks before I started the new job. And then I, I went back home and I didn't spend money because, well, technically I spent money driving down there, but once I was down there, I didn't have to spend anything. I, I paid for gas. And like I stopped once to get food. That was it. But I literally was driving Uber. Then I got the job. I went on I went on a little mini vacation before I started my job. And then that was it. I was still making something. Whoa. Like I said, I don't know if I agree. <laughs> I don't feel like I don't feel like I have Amanda working at some random job that she hated, um, especially something like Uber that can potentially put her in um in harm's way. Um, I'm saying, especially, I mean, this is obviously outside of the pandemic, but being in the pandemic now, that would be a huge issue. But um, I had a friend who, but regardless, um, oh, sorry, I'm sorry, go on. No, I mean, I was just going to say, I just wouldn't have her doing the job she hated because I knew it would affect her mental. So I, I had a friend who at one point, her husband was struggling finding a job. He wasn't able to land anything. They were struggling. She was a, She's a stay-at-home wife. She's, ever since high school, ever since they got together, she probably maybe worked like one job after that, maybe two. But she never really had to work because he was the breadwinner. He's the one that supported their family. 
So when he lost his job and he wasn't able to bring in any money or anything, what did she do? She picked up a job at a supermarket. Because she said, fuck it. I'm going to make sure that we have something coming in. So she got the job at the supermarket. The little bit of money that she was making there, they would make work. And then he landed his job and she didn't have to work again. But how she how she picked up and did what she had to do, even though she's the woman in the relationship, you know, even though she's the 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 female counterpart, she was able to do something in the meantime, even even then so yeah, she decided to step up. Yeah. Exactly. But notice how she that's, got a job. That's admirable. Yeah, and notice how she got a job that she probably wasn't too fond with, but she still did it. No, no, no. But hold up, hold up. She was able to get. That's different. We're talking about nothing, nothing is coming in. That's different. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. What no, I'm talking- nothing was coming in. They, he had no job. He had no job. They yeah, were on their the last example, dollar. The example we've had has still been that somebody had a job. So you're still eating. You still, like, your rent is being paid. The light bill is a little bit, is, is a bit late. The um the car insurance is a bit late, but um but y'all eating like your 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 basic human needs are still being met. We're talking about like nobody ain't got nothing. Like now nah, we gotta we gotta make that ten dollars. No, we are gonna be selling drugs. We are. <laughs> we are gonna be selling drugs. Yeah, we are. <laughs> you know what? In jail, you get you get you get three hot meals anyway. So <laughs> well, like some's gotta some's gotta give. Oh, listen, um, listen. I mean, that's the support, and that's where it should be. I mean, that's why I'm just saying the mental has to be, has to matter here. It has to matter at some point in that. I'm saying even for um, I mean, granted, when I was at the job that I hated, I was still making forty thousand, and that whole time, I mean, it's not that Amanda was telling me to quit my job, but she kind of wanted me to quit my job. I mean, because I just I didn't have the time to. Yeah, I was miserable. I hated working there. I did not make um I wasn't making the money that I could make. I hated being there. They were screwing me left and right. And um but at the same time, she's protecting my mental, kind of like wanting me to quit, but then also protecting my mental because she knows I don't want to be I don't want to be in a position where I'm not working either. You know what I'm saying? And it's hard to know. It's hard to know for a man what's worse. Is it worse to work at a job that you hate or is it worse to not be working and feel like you you hate yourself because you're putting so much on your wife? Um, What's worse? I don't know. And I think that that's something that the um, the listeners can definitely hit the No Ledge podcast at Gmail, No Ledge podcast, Twitter, No Ledge podcast, um, IG, and let us know how they feel in terms of like what might be worse. I mean, even for women, what do you think is worse for men? And then, you know, we can kind of um, answer back with what some of the men said. Um, I think that's some, that's definitely a question we'll bring back. We'll bring back eventually, too, when we have some more men on the podcast. Um, yeah, to the to the to the to the somewhat. I mean, basically what, ha- what was happening in this podcast is that there was a lot of insecurity surrounded by the question of by the question asked to women as to what they bring to the table. And to be honest, they didn't want to answer the question because. It seemed like seemed like their only answer. They didn't have an answer pussy. to be frank. It seemed like their answer would only be pussy, but pussy you can get it. Yeah, it, 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 it was kind of pussy. <laughs> it was pussy <laughs> because All even even one of them said pussy. like you know <laughs> it was it was crazy for me to watch that argument because it was like 
they were literally shitting on they were shitting on themselves to make a point because women are crazy and irrational during arguments and will do anything to win. <laughs> but, well, that's one thing that I noticed. I'm sorry, no, go on. No, but I'm saying I'm I'm just saying they they went the complete irrational course and somehow they're winning the argument anyway, even though the men were making a completely logical argument. Um, the women were shooting themselves in the foot and winning the argument anyway. To be honest, what I what I seen in the pot in the in the video was there was just a lot of screaming, and I noticed that people think that when they get louder. They're winning the argument, and that's not necessarily the case. You're just loud. Who, that's but, what you are. But let's be real. Who's more likely to do that in an argument? Who's more likely to do that? To be honest, the women were doing it in an argument. The man or the woman? The woman was doing it in an argument. But I have seen men who have gotten loud thinking that they're making a point when they're really not. You but that's, just, you but that's exactly what I'm talking about. Now. But that's what I'm saying about women um, doing irrational things in argument. Thinking that because you're louder, you're right is an irrational idea. <laughs> you're just saying the wrong thing at a higher value <laughs> but what I meant by they were just shitting on themselves was because on the pod they just kept saying like um, when dude asks what he bring to the table no why are, he said why are women offended when you ask what you bring to the table Women's Wait, why are first women or answer, why are men I'm sorry why are women offended when okay. men ask what do you bring to the table and the woman asked are you poor and it was alarming because, I mean, it, it's sense. not unexpected. It's alarming, but not unexpected that she started off by shaming him by asking him if he's poor because she's insinuating that um, he's asking what she has to bring to the table because it's saying it like he needs a fourth leg to his table. And this had nothing to do with money. Nobody said anything about money. And this is what it was immediately related to. Um, it wasn't until much later in the argument that they revealed that you know, um, one should take the time to see what they bring to the table. But the reality of that answer, uh, uh, oh, you should you should see what I bring to the table in time through talking to me and yada yada yada. But prior to that, what I bring to the table is ass and titties, and that's what you accepted, and that's not an acceptable answer. Everybody starts off with you know, ass and titties. Everybody starts off. Everybody starts off with what they're attracted to. Yeah. And they just kept saying, well, you had nothing but attraction, so that's what you invited to the table. And it's like, okay, so you are you a person or are you an empty shell that has ass and titties? <laughs> like, I, I, I was getting really lost in the argument. But, um, but like I said, later in the argument, they said, and eventually I turned it off, so I didn't see the conclusion and shit. But eventually they said, you have to take time to get to know the person, and then you can see what they bring to the table. But you know what the reality of the answer is? They don't know what they bring to the table. They want you to figure out what they bring to the table. <laughs> and granted, there's nothing wrong with that, but you should be aware of what a man begins to value in you. The first man you were with, you got an idea of what you could bring to the table and, and how they valued you. Second man you were with, you have a stronger idea. By the third, fourth, whatever, however many niggas it takes, you should have an idea of what your value is as a person. So that being said, I think that there's just like an, a lot of insecurity around that question um, as to what they bring to the table because honestly, they feel nothing. They feel nothing. Somehow, somehow, and I'm going to speak, I guess, 
I don't know if I'm speaking in general in, in, in terms of general women or what, but maybe a lot of women feel like I don't know. I don't know how women feel like they do it all. You just stopped. (laughs) I'm trying trying to phrase it correctly, but I know that in a lot of relationships, women feel like they do it all. But then at the same time, when you're asked, what is all? There's no answer. What is it? What are you doing? What are we considering all? Like cooking, cleaning, bringing in money, like Supporting a lot of women and and see and see when I talk about going back to the core values, I mean, I'm not even just saying you, I mean, because you obviously had better answers than these women did, but I'm saying, um, most people are going to say exactly what you said. Uh, well, I cook, I clean, I take care of children. These are all traditional values. (laughs) And that's not what the question is answering. And we don't live in a traditional time. I was just about to say, too, a lot of people that say that, I don't think that they think outside of the box. Like, they really are just thinking traditionally. Yeah. I I mean, because in modern modern times, in modern times... Men do that, too. Men men have had to take care of themselves, and we know how to cook and clean, too. And even if you feel like you know how to cook and clean better than that man does, guess what? That little grilled cheese he makes that he thinks he can that he he thinks he can cook and he makes a grilled cheese, that grilled cheese is enough to get him by for the whole year while he makes his salary. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what value are you really bringing if he doesn't need more than a grilled cheese? But honestly, if, though, the point to make there, too, is that he doesn't need a woman to cook for him because he can easily also just buy it, too. You know what I mean? Like he could just and that, and that also, go eat dinner, like go eat dinner at a restaurant by yourself. And and that point was made too, and that's what they were talking about intangible things because you can you can go out to eat, you can you can go on Task Rabbit and have somebody co- and have somebody clean your house, sparkly clean, better than most yeah. people, better than that's, most people will, and you can pay for some pussy. There are plenty plenty people out there that you know either they let you do the go around and uh, you can just pay for the pussy up front. Or you can uh, take them out to a nice dinner that they at a place that they've never been to and shit, and they might give it up that way in the roundabout way. But um, regardless, pussy pussy can be had. So in terms of um, what do you what do you offer after that? What the three of the men I did say I did see say was um, they said peace, and that's a big one too. Um, that that relates back. That goes back to. That goes back to what I was saying before about men put themselves under a lot of um, mental stress, trying to provide, trying to be somebody, trying to build a legacy. Um, a lot of different things that we've spoken about as men on this podcast that men try to do. And a woman can kind of rationalize. And, and even though a woman can be irrational thinkers, they can kind of rationalize life for you and make you realize like you, you don't have to be I don't want to say you don't have to be king, but you don't have to put yourself under a king's stress when you're not even the king. You're king well, in your own world and shit, but you don't have to. You don't have to maintain that level of stress to be a man. You don't have to be stressed out to be a man. I was gonna say something funny, but now you said that, and I don't want to say it. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, 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 no. You're done, so go ahead. I can't be his piece because I'm Hispanic. <laughs> Yes, I've heard that. Yes. yes. 
it's, no, it's a no, mom no. joke. <laughs> it's a mom joke you said. <laughs> Oh, man. No, but in all seriousness, that is true because you do want to go home to somebody who you're not going to be arguing with after you just had a shitty day at work. That is a fact. Yeah, you want somebody, you want somebody who fact. can comfort you. You, can, you want somebody who sees that you come home broken up and put your pieces back together. Let me ask you something. That's what men want. What if you have... What if... What if it's in a situation where you are or you are trying to be your partner's peace, but your partner don't want to talk about shit? Like you say, how is work? And then they'll be like, possible. I don't want to talk about it. So how could you even do that? It's it's not possible. But again, that's that's a man creating creating a toxic creating his own toxicity because um Again, we go back to the beginning where we said, you know, they don't want to tap into that emotional side. And to be complaining about work is tapping into that emotional side. They don't want to do that. See, but that's like, a me also, silly because that can't. also reminds me how men don't want to seek therapy, how men don't want to, you know, how men don't want to talk about their 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 troubles, their 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 trials and tribulations. And men go and, through the same shit women do. I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I love my job when, in fact, I hate it. And I'm going to be honest with you. I hate my fucking job, you know, but I, I'm still going to get up and go to work, though. Like, I don't know. Society doesn't make it. Society does not have environments where men can can go and do that. You don't sound like a man. I, I, somehow in this society has been made that you don't sound like a man when you're saying shit like that. Like, I hate my job. I don't want to go to work. I don't feel like working today. How many men you heard say, I need a mental health day? You know what I'm saying? That doesn't happen I mean, because it doesn't guy, sound like I, something I a man would I, say. I know one guy, but I, I'm gonna write that off as he—he's gay, so I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's why he. Like that? Know. I'll say I need a mental health day. <laughs> but I also have. But I'm I have, gonna say I've heard a man say it. Um, but even though, but even though I am toxic to myself, I won't go to work. I won't tell my manager I need a mental health day. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm grateful of transparency that I have my own relationship that I could say to Amanda, I need to take off today because I need a mental health day. But um, well, will I say that to my supervisor? No, I'm going to go through I'm going to go through all that shit, the fake coughing and nah, I woke up sick. Like, nah, it's crazy. I, shit, man. I wish I could be, be honest, there today. I do that shit really too, the team by- <laughs> I do that shit even now. I don't tell my boss I need a mental health day. I just call out sick. I blame it on my stomach. Well, you you also you also said you're masculine, so I mean, there's that too. But I've definitely <laughs> seen people. I, I I've been in I've been in meetings where they're like, "Oh, well, Michelle's not here with us today. She says she needs to take a mental health day. You know, she can do what she needs to do, take care of herself." Um, I do want to tell the rest of the team if you guys need mental health days, you know, the, you do have your PTO and yada yada. They say all that shit, but like I said, men don't hit up the manager and say I need a mental health day. Men don't want to admit that they're sick. So <laughs> we finally think, we finally got that breakthrough. I think in 2022 though that needs to change because men are bringing home that fucking toxicity and that's not helping. That's not helping. And I agree with, and you know what? And you know what? I think that that is I think that that's a powerful point that um men that's are bringing home that points. toxicity. Uh, that was actually one of the points I was going to make of what men need to do. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Oh, okay. No, no, I mean, we, we can get into I mean, we can definitely get into it. I mean, 
just to wrap up that on um, the uh, the last point, I mean, ultimately, um, I think that people do need to think about what they bring to the table, what they bring to a relationship, what they bring to um, a significant other before they get into a relationship. Know what your value is. You have value. Each and every one of you, every single person listening has value in one way, in any, in, in some shape or form. And you bring that to another person when you go into a relationship. Don't ever think you don't have something. I don't know why now, women get there, offended by that question. That is so insane. Because they don't know how to answer it. And that's what that's just what it is. Oh, I mean, to answer why do women get offended by um, being asked, what do you bring to the table? It's because then they have a duty. Then they have a, I feel like, again, it hit, it, 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 uh, it rubs up against that wall of traditional values that's at their core, and they don't like it, and, it cause, and they don't have a real answer for it. They, they're begging to say, I cook and I clean, and that's not an acceptable answer anymore. Can I ask you something? So, if you lack something, like let's say you do lack cooking and cleaning, do you expect your partner to do cooking and cleaning? Like as something that they do in the I'm household? Not, I'm not going to say I expect them to cook and clean, but I will say that I do expect my partner to fill in. I expect my partner to fill in places that I fall short. Um, like, like granted, that's, yeah. Yeah, like but at the same time, to. No two people fit perfectly. I will say that too. There's probably one person on earth that each person might fit perfectly with. I mean, I don't even know that even I don't even know if that's the case. But um the point in that is to think that you have to be you have to fit perfectly um is toxic too. But like I said, where you fall short, there are certain things that excuse me, there are certain things that um they're not going to be able to help you with where you fall short. And the best thing you could do is try to learn together and figure it out. Um, maybe like you're both bad. You're both bad at cooking, but you can't afford to eat out every day. So I don't know. Uh, go on YouTube and you guys try to line up some recipes together. Um, you guys can't be both bad at cleaning. I mean, so put together your budget and then, um, I don't know, put up $70 a month for somebody to come clean the house twice a month. Uh, you can't both be bad at budgeting. Um, you guys got to hire somebody to do it. <laughs> Put you your you money together and hire somebody to do your budget. Oh, budget. You both can't be bad at budgeting. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but if they're bad at budgeting, then you probably don't have the money to help somebody budget. Well, <laughs> That's, what start <laughs> That's what I was about instead to say. That's what I was about to say. Instead of going out to eat one time, just pay somebody to budget that one time and see the difference. And then I guarantee you'll want them to do it for you every month until you learn how to do it yourself. But... um. But yeah, the second part of this, we wanted to address um, going to 2022, and we will do this a few times in different ways, but just like we did last year. But um, going to 2022, there are certain things that men and women have to start have to stop doing in order to be better people. So we wanted to give you a quick rundown of some things that men and women got to stop doing. Um, Cookie has two things men. Men got to do better in 2022. I got two things women need to do better in 2022. And then she's got one for women. I got one for men. And then, yeah. So what, what was your, what was the thing you almost got into? Uh, so one of the, one of the things was for men to talk about their feelings because the stigma behind men who can't be quote unquote soft is just trash. It's so toxic. It's not even funny. 
I think that men should also seek therapy. At the end of the day, we all have emotions. We all have feelings. And I feel like men should start tapping into their feelings a little bit more. And if they need to seek out therapy because of some emotional trauma that happened when they were younger, then they need to do that. Men need to start speaking about things that are bothering them. And they they really need to they, they really need to get into that mode because who knows, you may be affecting your household. You may be you may be affecting your current relationship right now and you don't even know it. Because what if what what if you're doing something that then triggers her and then that's it. The relationship is done. So I don't know. In 2022, I feel like men definitely need to start talking about their feelings. Well, let me ask you this while you're talking about softness and and that um, aspect of toxic toxic masculinity. I want you to close your eyes, right? Mm -hmm. And wait, let me ask you, did you and and, and Mikael see the the notebook? No, he, I don't think he's seen it. I've seen it, but I don't think he's seen it. I don't see him seeing it. So I want you (laughs) to, hold on, so hold on. I want you, I want you to close your eyes, close your eyes and breathe very deeply, right? Just breathe deeply like two times. I want you to think, okay, do two times. Okay. (laughs) Keep your eyes closed. Mm -hmm. Y'all on the couch. Mm -hmm. Y'all watching Netflix. You're watching Mm -hmm. the notebook. You're about halfway through. Mm -hmm. I'm crying. He's looking at me, laughing at me. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's not the same. It's not the same this time. You look over and a nigga is crying. Like he's not, he's dead silent. He just got tears rolled down his face. <laughs> What's wrong with How that? Do you feel? What's wrong with How that? How do you feel looking at him? I'm hugging him after that. I'm hugging him after that. Because he finally had a breakthrough. He finally had a breakthrough. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm crying. <laughs> because that's funny as fuck. Yeah, I'm crying during the movie. Don't you fuck? Don't fucking hug me. That's horrible. I never live that down. I'd be fucking upset, and I will cry more. I'm touching you. What are you doing? Touching me. No, but honestly, though, usually we're watching the movie and he's looking at me because he hears me sniffling and he goes, you're crying. (laughs) And he's just laughing at me, calling me soft. So it's happened my way, of course, obviously. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to give you a list of movies. He won't hug me. I'm going to give you a list of movies that, um, I'm going to give you the list of movies that, 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 uh, that made it rain in my house. And um, we'll we'll see if he can get through those laughing. Because it, it takes a lot for me. It takes a lot for it to rain in my house. Um, I told you that scene. Lying? I said it rained in my house. But um, even that shit in. Uh, I don't understand. Are you, are you saying it? rained in your house because you don't want to? You don't want to say that you were crying? People can people can interpret it however they want to. Oh God! Okay. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not forcing things either. But <laughs> I'm saying, even for that scene and that movie where Will Smith had his kid and the nigga was kicking on the bathroom door, like that was a scene that made people cry. That wasn't it for me. I got real scenes that will make it rain in niggas' houses. I got real scenes. That I don't think everybody can get past. Listen, um, I when I'm watching like a documentary or a movie or a show about some some injustice that has happened to like 
black people and stuff like that, man, I have tears coming down my eyes. I remember when well, I I'll seen the documentary you, about right Meek now. Mill. The documentary about Meek Mill, Meek Mill when he got arrested and shit, and he had that 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 mm. crappy ass judge, and he was on probation for like yeah. fifteen years. That shit made me cry. I know this. I know the story, but I don't know. I don't know this documentary. I've heard the story though, and it is it was a sad, fucked up story. It is all because of a fucking bike, basically. They uh, they more or less. I mean, I'll, I don't know, I mean, I'll just say what it is. I mean, more or less, they um, they kept him in a position to keep any 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 hood product, so to speak. Um, that they keep any 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 child that's more or less a statistic. They never counted on him being rich. And being able to 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 put this out um, in the world, you know what I mean. So once he got to put it out in the world, it became a huge issue. And the reality is, um, people don't pay enough attention to it. But the world got to, but people who paid attention, and it, it's available for the world, got to see the true and just true injustice that's involved from when you're a child. To how they get you from when you're a child to get you into jail whenever they feel like it, and that's pretty much what they did. Yeah. Um, but again, they didn't count on him getting rich, getting uh, uh, national attention, and then getting a new judge that could uh, that could do that could do the the correct justice. Um. Now, on my end, let me see one that I wrote. Um. First thing I put was that accept that your homegirls are wrong. Um. Your man becomes tailored to your understanding, and when you start to weave in that weak, bitter energy into your sweater of a relationship, it's not Ralph. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote it that way, but I did. <laughs> what um, <laughs> you're trying to make a nice, you know, you're trying to make like the nice Ralph Ralph Lauren um um sweater with the with the bear on it and shit. And when you start when you start weaving in that weak, bitter energy, it turns into some nasty looking knockoff. You know what I mean, like. It's the sweaters made to fit him, but you're bringing in, but you're bringing in the ideas of other women that that have made poor choices with the men that they were with, That's and the they're reflecting. Yeah. Right. I mean, sometimes not all the time, but sometimes. But either way, regardless, they're reflecting that negative shit onto you, and they're bringing that negative shit into your relationship. I, I mean, I brought on here the time that I had a um, I knew a, I knew a woman that was with her baby father. And she was so, she was bashing niggas anyway. I was like, if sometimes I had to go to her page and check, like, is she still with her man? And I was like, yeah, she was still with her man. And then bashing them, just like, niggas ain't shit. Niggas would do this. And putting, like, articles and shit of shit that men did or whatever the case is. I don't really have an example right now. You know she's low-key talking about homie, though, right? I mean, of course. But that's why I had to check, like, is he still in the picture? How is he being talked to? How is he being talked about like this? And he's in the picture. And this shit don't get checked. This shit don't get uh, uh, corrected. Um, but uh, cause, cause what she's saying on Facebook is part of what she thinks. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what people say. No, I don't care what people say that, oh yeah, I just come on here for jokes and yada, yada, yada. The jokes, the jokes come from what you think. The jokes come from what you feel. Um, or else you wouldn't even have, you wouldn't even see that as funny enough to share. It still takes energy to do, but regardless, um, the homegirls are wrong. I I would say take in take in when they have accounts of like similar situations and stuff like that. But when they're just like men ain't shit and we gotta have a girls' night and so on and so forth, before you know it, you sucking dick and then your relationship is ruined. 
but um and you wow. lose a good man for nothing wow okay you can deal with them. <laughs> I mean, these are real life situations. I know, and I'm just thinking in the back of my head, like, wow. I mean, shit like that has really happened, you know. You go out with your homegirl because you're mad at your man, and now she got you over here sucking some random nigga's dick. Yep. Yeah. And and, and it ain't even it ain't even worth what the what the real cost is. Yep. All right. Well, what's your next one? The next one for men, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, next one for men. I feel like we kind of touched up on it, but stop expecting a housewife and a woman who brings home money. It's 2022. If you expect your woman to bring in money, you also need to be doing the house chores too. And without having to be asked a thousand times. I agree. 50, 50, 50, 50. We I both work. 100, 100. We both clean. It shouldn't and cook. be 50, 50. It should be a hundred, hundred. Well, nobody, well, I've said nobody has a hundred. Well, you're right. Not everybody has a hundred on most days. You're absolutely right. But you should be putting in your best foot, your best fo- uh your best effort towards whatever that is. Like, don't do it. Mean, I guess. I guess. I guess you could say it the same way. I mean, because I've always looked at it like, I mean, it's two people who their hundred is giving fifty because they're two people in the same household, and um, you can give that little bit of extra effort, but. Don't don't you also can't break your back either. You know what I mean? You gotta have you gotta have nice relaxing times too. So um I forgot what point I was trying to make. Just go ahead. <laughs> I really did. I forgot no, what I was saying. I mean that's all I was saying, honestly. That I feel like if if you want the household to be split, then everyone need then everyone needs to do shit equally in the household, you know? There are some days where I may not be picking up after myself, but I would love for my partner to be able to pick up up after me because I know that I would do it in return if they're not picking up after themselves. You know, ultimately, same point I was making. I mean, I said both people got to be doing everything, but um, as I had said before, oh no, I didn't say on here. I answered a different question in a different place. But regardless, I said that I'm a firm believer in pointing to your strengths. So. It's still 50-50, you know, if you're a better cook, then you cook. If she if she's better at cleaning, then she cleans. But trying to have the person that's not good at cleaning clean or having the person that doesn't cook good cook doesn't make any sense. Then you're not then you're not then you're not giving your full effort anymore. You're just yeah. doing to do. And honestly, that's something that frustrates me a lot. That's something that um in any situation like even at a job, like if you know that I'm good at doing this, but you have me do something that I that I've been vocal to you about, like I am weakened, but you have me do it even though somebody else is good at it. That's stupid. You're not managing properly. You know, yeah, if you know stupid. that um, you know you don't have a basketball team. You take the seven foot tall dude that can block and play defense. You don't you don't put him as the um, you don't put him as the the the, the I don't know what the, what's wrong. You don't put him as a point guard. You know what I'm saying? You're not, <laughs> he's not shooting threes. You know, I mean, granted, some some of the um, taller players can shoot threes now, but that's not, that, you're not having him play to his strength. You're not using that person effectively. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. Uh, my next one is stop trying to manage how much you give. You give what you have of yourself and allow, and allow the other person to respond honestly. What this means is, um, I don't, I don't subscribe to that idea that 
you know, oh, this these are wife things. You're 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 trying to get wife things out of a girlfriend. I don't I don't subscribe to that. And the reason is is because if how are you gonna make it a mystery? How do you want to get married, but you're gonna leave half of what you can do a mystery? And I'm just supposed to open a box and and, and get access to all these other magical things that are supposed to happen just because I put a ring in your finger. That makes no sense. Okay. Um, can I can I rebuttal that real quick? And it's going to be the same, the same saying that everyone says all the time. You're probably going to be like, what the fuck? But why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? There has to be some type of boundary somewhere where you're like, okay, honestly, we already lived the life of a married couple. Why don't we just get married so we can continue living the life of a married couple? Somebody got to draw the line somewhere. If you're expecting me to cook and fix you the plate now, or we or we going out somewhere and and you see all the wives fixing up the plates for their husbands. I'm not your wife, so why am I fixing your plate? Let me ask you this. Yeah. And you're gonna work at a job, right? Mm-hmm. And you and you see your um and you know how when you, you go to um when you go to a job, you sign a contract that has your duties assigned, correct? Yeah. It says, it says your salary and your duties assigned. Mm-hmm. Now, what if you had 10 things on that paper and at the time of signing, they only show you five? And once you sign, they're like, okay, after you sign this paper, then we'll show you the other five. Are you still signing that paper? I mean, usually they, they, in, in, they, they put that all in other duties that as assigned when you sign that application, when you look up the job and yeah. other duties assigned. And agreed. That's a mystery too. So even in that, is that not, um, is that not super shitty and super annoying anyway? I mean, now, it's isn't, shitty. Isn't it always, it isn't is it always the additional duties and shit that fuck us in the end? Yeah. Doesn't that doesn't doesn't the other duties as a sign always end up to be, I don't know, you're in customer service and now you're and now your other duties end up end up putting you in the administrative category, even though you don't get paid as an admin? Yeah. Yeah, that's fucked up and doesn't make any sense. The same way that it's fucked up and doesn't make any sense that a woman won't deliver everything that she has to offer until she has a ring on her finger. Not until I make a life a life changing decision. <laughs> That doesn't make sense. You should have all the cards should be on the table so that, again, like I said, so that it can be responded to honestly, because there can be things like what if you have certain things you'll do as a wife and then come to find out that's not compatible with the other person. Then what is it that you bring as a wife? I don't know. I personally don't feel like a woman should have to put everything on the table just to be seen as worthy to be someone's wife. I'm sorry. I don't see that. It's either it's either you want to marry me or you don't. And you you'll know that within a year, two years of us being together. If you don't want to be with me, then at that point in time it should be done. Don't waste don't waste my time and tell me that I need to do this that and the third to be your wife and that you want me to do certain things differently and then I don't know. I personally don't I, I'm not with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me ask you this, and I wish I could ask. I wish I could ask a whole panel of women instead. Do you think? Do you think that? Do you think men are holding things back before their husbands? 
that I'm not too sure of. And I would honestly That's say like maybe not, maybe not, but. Okay. Well, so maybe not, but even in that case, do you qualify them any less? Um, because they're giving you, because they're most likely giving you their all from the beginning. Do you qualify them any less for that? Explain, phrase that question again for me, please. I'm sorry. I'm saying, so it's, so you're saying maybe not, maybe men don't hold things back. So more than likely men aren't holding things back before they become husbands. Mm -hmm. So that being said, does that qualify them less to be husbands because they're not holding anything back? I don't think it, I, okay. Because this is the way I'm thinking about it here. Okay. A woman will get with a man with the understanding that they may or may not get married. Now, is that going to be the end all be all that they're going to get married? Not necessarily, because not everybody's not everybody's ultimate not not everybody's ultimate goal is to be a wife or to be a husband. Okay, but in this case, do I see a man holding back? I I I don't think that they'll hold back a whole bunch, but they'll hold back asking you the question on the on the idea that they want you to do more. No, I'm not talking about in terms of that. I'm talking about in terms of what they can give as a man. Do you think that they're holding things back? Do you think that men are like, you know, um, oh, you know stuff about cars, you know, can you can you just look under my hood real quick? Uh uh-uh, uh, that's a that's a husband. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking under your car till I'm a husband. Fuck that. Like, no. That doesn't so, happen. Okay, so then you know, in that situation, hold on, hold on, hold on. is the woman you, supposed you, to ask the man to marry him? Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Can, you, can you put the TV on the wall? Oh, no, nah, that's a husband duty. Like, I'm just a boyfriend. Boyfriends don't put TVs on the wall. Boyfriends don't help you move. Boyfriends don't... <laughs> there can be a whole list of things. <laughs> Don't make us start something, some crazy shit in 2022. I, I'll, I'll rally the boyfriends. I'll rally all the boyfriends and, tar- and start telling them to stop doing shit. But you know what, though? Okay, yeah, you're absolutely right. Maybe that may be a husband thing to do, but I can also pay the mechanic. You know, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe I can't ask you to put up a TV, but I can also pay somebody to do that, too. You could pay the mechanic. Hold on. You could pay the mechanic. But if you don't know shit about if you don't know shit about what this should cost, like granted, most people will say that most men will know what the cost of, of some mechanic work will be. You're gonna get screwed as a woman, unless the woman were to educate herself and know what it is that she's looking at too. Because all of this is just a lack of education at this point. But that's, I've seen women but that's not gonna happen. Cars. But that's not gonna happen because you didn't know that he was gonna say, "Well, it's a, it's a, um, it's a, it's a, that's a, um, that's a husband treat." So you're gonna have to go to the mechanic. So you're gonna go to the mechanic because at that time you have you, you need something done with the car, and at that point you know nothing. So I mean, you're not gonna get your car done next month after reading some books and looking up shit to um about about getting your car fixed. Shit, I seen some people looking at YouTube videos and knowing how to fix something on their car that would have cost them money. And that's true. I mean, I did the same thing with the brake fluid. <laughs> but, <laughs> but at the same time, um, I mean, I mean, ultimately, that's that's just the point that I'm making. Men, men don't hold back shit. 
and don't get judged differently when they don't hold back shit. So why do women feel like they have to hold back? Um, they have to hold back from everything that they can do in a relationship. That makes it makes no sense. It's not rational. You should lay out. You should lay out everything. I mean, as a point in the beginning, you should lay out everything so the person can. Um, so the so the uh, so the other person can um, can respond to it honestly. Do I like everything that's being offered here? Yes or no. When you're holding back, when you're holding back wifely duties and shit, because even even in terms of like you said, well, I cook the food, I'm gonna fix him a plate. Well, he wants me to fix him a plate, but those are wifely duties. Then she becomes a wife. He don't want his plate fixed. Then what? Then fuck it. Then 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 I, then we're just in that we're <laughs> so just then, in a relationship that I don't gotta fix you a plate because you man enough to get up and fix your own shit. But that's one example of what could possibly be many, and then it turns out. And then one day he's going to ask, uh, I was promised some wifely shit to happen after uh, after a certain point. Um, where's the wifely shit? <laughs> That's crazy. I just really quickly looked up wifely duties. And the first thing that comes up is in the Bible. And one of the things that says is what? that the Bible commands wives to respect their husbands. To submit to their husbands. Shit, we can't even get that. Speak carefully, act faithfully. Submission is a submission is a is a um conversation we'll have on a different podcast. Yeah. Um yeah, definitely. How how a woman should treat her husband, respect. Respect is the basic foundation of every husband wife relationship. Respect is number one. Facts. And we can emotional that because and women financial still think they can support. raise their voice and and, and win an argument. What? what is what is the duty of a husband? It says, uh, work closely with his wife to provide emotional and financial support for the children. It says in the Bible we gotta provide financial support. This is biblical. No, no, no. This is just a question now that it says the roles of a modern husband. Oh, wait. Let's can we can we hear more about those wifely duties? Yeah. Um. <laughs> What are the traditional marriage roles? It says the wife works a part-time or full-time job until she has children. At that point, she leaves behind her job or career to stay at home and raise her kids. In most marriages, most household responsibilities fall on the wife's shoulders, including cooking and cleaning. This is for the traditional gender roles. Um, the Bible says the woman should obey their husbands. The wives should obey their husbands. God damn right. Um, to love, <laughs> honor, and obey. Let me go buy a Bible real quick. He said, "Let me go buy a Bible." Jesus Christ, I'm done with you. Um, I'm kidding because I definitely have Bible. I have Bibles in my house, so <laughs> I have maybe that's with it either. I have one too. I just don't have that section. <laughs> I don't know if that section was was secretly ripped it's out of my in Bible. The New Testament. It's in the New Testament somewhere. That, now, there's a there's a marker there's a there's a black uh, permanent marker across that section. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> oh man. Nah, but in all honesty, I don't feel like a woman should have to put their all in the beginning like that. To put put out all their things in the beginning, hoping and praying that the man like is going to make her point. her wife. Hmm. So I feel like I defeated this point already. Men don't hold shit back, so men. 
Men don't hold shit, don't hold shit back. So women shouldn't hold shit back. That's it. Because if you agree that that's going to be the case, like I said, I'm going to rally men and tell them a bunch of shit that they need to start holding back if that's the case. And okay. the women are going to foolish. I mean, hold on, the women are fool, hold on, fool, women are foolishly going to say, "Oh, y'all can hold back whatever y'all want. Y'all don't, y'all don't do that much anyway." Then it's going to be, "What you mean you only putting halfway in?" <laughs> okay, you're so stupid. I took that totally. I took that to a totally different level. Wow. Okay, so then I'm gonna ask you something. Okay, what is your take on a man saying? What is your take on a man saying that he's not ready to ask you to marry him until you do certain things differently, or until you, un, or un, like basically just saying? Oh, I'm not ready to marry you yet because I want to see you do these things. But then don't mention what it is that you want them to do. That's interesting. And it's interesting because yes, you should communicate you should absolutely communicate what it is that you need. I guess that man is gambling that um she's just going to find the appropriate response and hoping that if she decides she can deduce the appropriate response, then he, then she is in fact the one for him. But it's also like as how adults, do you we should them to do we anything. Should... If how do you expect them Hold to on, but, be that wife but, for you but, if they don't even know what you're looking for? Well, that's what I'm saying. As adults, I should communicate what I need, and she should communicate what she's willing to give. And that communication needs to be 100% honest because if I'm communicating what I want and she's like, oh, yeah, I do that. And she says that because she wants to marry him, but it's not something that she actually likes to do. And, you know, whatever she does gets tired and withered. That's going to spell arguments in the marriage. Um, The same way that he needs to be honest about the things that he needs. Like, I mean, you have some people who, again, listen to other people and, and decide what they need from a wife and it's not what they need as a person. And she starts doing these things and you realize you don't need them. And that spells arguments in a relationship too, not even in the marriage, in the relationship that spurs issues. So I think both parties have to be honest, have to communicate. He has to say, he has to have an understanding of himself and say, I like these things. Do you do these things? And she has to say, you know what? I do three out of four. And you either like that or you don't. Okay. And matter of fact, nah. She can say, I like, I like, I do two out of four. One I'm really I'm willing to compromise on, and one I absolutely don't do. And to me, I think that's acceptable. I absolutely do not suck dick. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> you what? Imagine that that like one of his reasons as to wanting to get married. Is that you have to, you know, suck dick. And she goes, I absolutely do not suck dick. <laughs> Imagine. Nah, that's a big no. <laughs> she don't even, I mean, she don't even love you if she can't do that. And I don't care who I'm shaming or or what mm. the case is. Nah, sorry. That don't work. That ain't gonna exist to you. Jesus Christ. I can't even you see how when I said that, you know, if you close your eyes and imagine Mikael crying on the couch at the notebook. If I got that news that that's that, that I love this person and this is not what that this is not what they do, I'm gonna be there carrying on the crying on the couch and saying what? I'm gonna be swinging so, at the air like Cuba Gooding Jr. and uh, and Boys in the Hood. 
you so funny. Look at so, that in the relationship now. <laughs> what is your take on someone saying that they're not going to do something uh, until they're married? If that's the case, what if they say that they don't that they don't suck dick right now because they're not married? But once they got married, they'll do it. You know what that means? They're trash. <laughs> that's what it means. But, but you could teach somebody to yeah. be better. What if what if they they're just trash need to and be taught anyway? Maybe they just need to be taught. All right, so you think that you're going to be invited to play for the for the Clippers and you're just going to be like, well, uh, I'm not going to play good basketball until I get on the team or have you already practiced your whole life? I don't know. I guess practice and, and try to get on the team. Yes, you, you practice your whole life before you get invited to play on a basketball team, yes. Before you get recruited, I should say. I don't know why I'm saying invited. Like it's a fucking <laughs> Xbox Live party. Um, <laughs> you need practice, and if she's saying that, she's trash, and it is what it is. And there's, there's, I'm not going to get into it right now. They'll get into that. It's crazy because I actually knew a but, girl um, who said that she didn't suck, like she didn't suck dick, but she was open about the fact that she didn't know how. <laughs> so then she was talking. Yeah, because reality is, reality is, she didn't want, and and this is how toxic women are. The reality is, any woman that says that, they did it one time, it was fucking awful. She put teeth on the nigga, and, and she, she was choking and shit, and it was awful. And then she decided, I'm not doing this again until marriage. And it's like, why? To do this, to give the same uh, level of trash when you have a ring on your finger? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't understand. The ring don't give you power. It doesn't make you better at anything. All the ring does is all the ring does is say you promise to deliver this in in, in whether in, in health or, or being poor or in so on and so forth. And it's not even that it's a, it's a promise to do it. It's a promise that you'll do what you do for the limits that you have for the length of time that you have. You see what I'm saying? Because I don't wanna I don't wanna say that, you know, she's got a be a professional at that all the way until death. It's just I understand that at some point those skills are going to wither, and that's fine. You know, I have to. I'm I'm also accepting that. You know what I'm saying? What I'm not accepting is for them to for them for you put the ring on their finger, and you have those other women that are like, oh, now that I'm a wife, I don't do that no more. You respect me too much as a wife. I shouldn't have to do that. I think that's a bit opposite. That that's kind of that's kind of extreme. I've 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 seen it. I've seen it. Jada Kiss said, "I don't care if I love you, I still want head in the drop." Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit extreme. Like how you start off with something and then you say you no longer do it because now you're a wife. That's false advertisement. There. The same the same way there's people that that, that think that well now I'm a wife and I don't work anymore. And we've seen that too. Shit, we've seen men who are husbands who don't want to work no more. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, but um, we'll move on. Um, what's one thing that you think a what's man? What's your one thing? That was- <laughs> what, what's, oh, you want to flip it to my side again? Yeah, your side. Um, my one for the men, except that women are emotional and you respond logically to things, feelings. And this is a whole different conversation, but feeling in a lot of ways can be irrational. 
But that being said, we can learn a lot from women in terms of what it means. But that being said, even if it is irrational, through tapping into our feelings, we can learn a lot about what it means to be human from women. We can learn what it is to be complete people from women. Mm, I, like I, that. I mean, that's more, that's, I mean, these things were written beforehand. So, I mean, even though it connects to what you had said, I mean, that just makes it more true of anything. That is true. I like that. I like how you put that, honestly. Yeah, we're not just, you know, we're not just worker ants. You know what I'm saying? We 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 ha- we can have feelings, we can we can be people, we can be humans, we can cry about shit, we can um be upset about shit. And not um, and not be afraid of showing those emotions too, because I mean, god damn it, we're all humans. All humans. And and even more toxic, we're afraid of being afraid to show those emotions. That's what where, where a lot of men really find themselves. Um that shit just yeah. makes me sad and makes me want to cry because it's kind of just like men are taught to hide these things to the point where now they don't even know how to show it anymore. You know, where they don't even know too. how to be that. There are times, there are times when I have those moments where I, I, I don't know, how to, I don't know how to describe it, and we we'll, maybe we'll have our own toxic masculinity on um, pod, but there are definitely moments <clears throat> for myself that I recognize. It's almost like I can feel the toxic masculinity seeping in. Like be a man. Step it's like, up, it's like, be a it's man. It's like another it's like another me, like a shadowy figure. Like I me, I, I'm getting ready to say something about my feelings and a shadowy figure comes up and closes my mouth. Like, nah, you can't say that. We can't let them know that. They, we can't let them we can't let them in. We can't let them touch us. We can't, you can't let be them, soft. You can't be um, soft. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, we can't we we can't let them know we're weak. We have to we we're, we're too strong for this. Just come just come here and, and I'm gonna help you. And that's what we tell ourselves. And that's how we think we have to protect ourselves. And it it, it in the long run it just hurts. It hurts more. So in those situations where I feel like the shadowy figures come in, no no no, chill my nigga. Um, nah, I'm gonna tell y'all straight up. I'm having a bad day. Um, I don't feel like doing shit. I feel like being lazy today. Um, and there's definitely situations where, I mean, even talking to y'all, I've definitely felt like maybe it didn't come out that way of, of that. It's awkward, but I've definitely felt like I've been awkward in terms of randomly sharing my feelings because in those times when I randomly share my feelings is because I was getting ready to not share my feelings. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's because I'm fighting that shadowy figure to just be, just get to be who I am. And, and it's hard. And, and like I said, that's even with me trying to make that effort of trying to be human and show that I have emotions and shit. Um, and people recognizing me to be a stronger nigga than most, I'm trying to do it. And I'm recognizing that it is not easy to do at all. It's hard. It's real talk. It's hard. It's it is not easy to do at all. I have to. I'm trying to train myself <laughs> to do it. That is so. That cool. felt like a little bit more. That felt like more than it was supposed to be. But that was a real and true, honest moment. No, it's in it. Oh, of how that. I feel. I respect that. 
and, I really do feel like it. a lot of people really do need to tap into their emotions, you know. They really do. Well, I say it for the niggas that um that feel like they just can't do it. And whether they see me as somebody who's a stronger person or not, I'm saying it for them. Despite how strong you might see me, whether you feel like I'm stronger than you or not stronger than you, whatever the case is, um, I'm telling you I'm trying to do it. And you should try to do it. You should, you should you really something? tap on yourself and try to do it. Can I ask you something? As a as a man, do you think that it that there is a stigma of men going to seek therapy? There's a stigma of people trying um, of people seeking therapy. But I feel like it's more commonly acceptable for women to go see a therapist than it is for a man. And forget it. If a man if a man is uh, like if if a couple says let's go to couple counseling the man is automatically like no we don't need that you don't you don't think that I there's a be, stigma um, behind that too like i might be uh i might not be sharing this correctly i'll say um but i will say that um Going to therapy, going to therapy, and again, I I do feel like when I'm saying this, I feel like I'm sharing incorrectly. But going to therapy, more or less, is sitting in a room and talking about your weaknesses as a man. And like I said from the beginning, men don't do that, and that might be why men don't go to therapy. Or is it because they don't want to be told about their toxic traits? Well, you're talking about weakness, regardless. I don't want to be told what's wrong with me. I don't want to be told I have something to fix because then I got I to gotta fix it. I can't, as a man, even that be a toxic trait. I see there's something wrong. I got to fix it. And I mean, men can fix houses, cars, so on and so forth, build bridges and shit. But fixing something in yourself, we don't, we don't grow up looking at books and, and, and having conversations about that. You know what I mean? Um, everything is outward. It's, it's, it's not enough inward. Um, so that's why I think the men don't men don't uh, go to therapy. I'm still fighting going to therapy. I still haven't gone. I mean, I told I shared in the podcast. My older cousin told me that I should go to therapy. I mean, he said he he revealed to me that he's been going to therapy for God knows how long. But um, now he's advocating for other men to go, and that's what he should do. Can why I, I haven't done it? You? Don't really know. I see it as a form of being strong, though, because it took for so much of you to actually go to therapy to then be told, okay, these are the things that you've been doing for all these years, but this may not be working for you. Maybe try to approach it this way. I feel like it it shows a strong, a strong character sense in you in, in, to the point where it's like, okay you know for yourself that you already that you're doing something and it's probably not the right way to do it but you're going to go seek therapy so you can get somebody's point of view that's looking from the outside in i feel like that i feel like that's a strong trait that's that's you being strong that's not being weak um, but men don't look at trying to be strong in that way if men i'll put it like this if men talked about how to fix themselves the way they talk about fixing cars the world would be a different place. And we could just have conversations about what we could do for ourselves. 
shit would be completely different. And there are certain people who, again, are aware of where I'm trying to be in terms of um, my mental health and what I'm trying to be to kind of change what it means to be, well, not change what it means to be strong, but again, fighting that shadowy figure of toxic masculinity. Um, there are certain people that I can have those conversations with and, um, and they're aware, they're aware they, when they talk to me, we, we can actually talk. We can, we can, we can bring the wall down maybe halfway. We can bring the wall down to our knees. You know what I mean? We don't have to have the wall 20 feet high type shit like we have with the rest of the world. Um, but that's not easy. It's not. And I might, and for some of those people, I might be the only person they can even have that level of conversation with. And, um, and that's their therapy. Even that, even that by itself is them being strong. So, I mean, I think that that deserves its own recognition too. Yeah. And that's for anybody. And I'm saying for anybody. And that's why that situation that happened, probably shouldn't even talk about this in the pod, but regardless, the situation that was had between the two individuals on our, in our chat and one of the individuals wanting to ruin his relationship or, or say some shit that could potentially put some something negative in their relationship. You know what I'm saying? I put a stop to that real quick. It's because that man came to me personally and revealed how he really felt about himself, how he felt about where he was going. And he was, um, and he brought down that wall for me, who is more or less a stranger. And we talked, and he thanked me for 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 allowing him to bring down that wall. To listen, yeah. And and for and and that's why and that's why it seemed again even in that situation it seemed awkward because I was outright and quick to check that person and say, Nah, we're not doing that. Don't throw no negative shit in his relationship. Why? Because it took enough for him to bring down that wall, even being the relationship that he's in. That's a that's a perfect example of what I meant about sometimes it comes out very fast and and and, and awkward. But that's me again fighting that shadowy figure because I could have been like, oh yeah, toxic, toxic, yeah, like yeah, yeah. let let let's shit on him, let's shit on her, yada yada yada. But no, no, not when he made that effort, no. Not even as a joke. Mm, that's deep. <laughs> I'm just trying to take in everything you just said. But it's true. I mean, yeah, I mean I'm hoping I'm hoping you remember the situation, but I regardless. Know, I know I knew exactly what you were talking about from the beginning. I knew exactly what you were talking about. Um I do commend you for that because not everybody will do that. You know what I mean? They'll probably just laugh at the shit. Just be like, ah, you know, whatever. But I commend you for even stepping in the way that you did because you technically didn't have to. You could have just left, you know, brushed it under the rug and just be like, well, I don't control that nigga. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just glad you did your part. And the fact that he, the fact that the other individual was vulnerable enough, not vulnerable, because that's not the word that I'm trying to put out. I don't want it to be like a negative word or anything like that, but... I just can't think of a better word right now, but like just the fact uh, that he was, just the fact that he was able to open up to you and explain to you how he was feeling about that situation was more than enough. And I feel like more people need to do that. More men need to do that. Yeah. And I mean, and the person that it was with, I mean, um, knew me well enough that this is something I'm taking seriously and, you know, we're friends enough that 
you know, I didn't, I didn't have to explain myself all the way, but he accepted that this is the way I felt about it. And he was like, all right, so, you know, I'll chill. Granted, um, he got on me a little bit for it and I didn't appreciate that, but I expressed that too, that I felt like that that was unnecessary, but regardless. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> but ultimately, like I said, cause I didn't even share the full reason there. It was just like, again, like, just don't do that. Like, just don't because that's unnecessary. But um, but yeah, this is that's the full reason why. Okay. But um, all right. So what's your what's your what's your last thing that that men need to do? Men need to do in twenty twenty two. They need to do better. Not men, women. I have um my my last one is women because I already did the the two men one. Oh yeah, yours is women. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, you're good. Uh, so one of the things that I feel like women need to do kind of goes back to women needing to hold their own in a way. I feel like something that women should do in 2022 is go out there and get that certification that you've been waiting on. So that way you can create different streams of income, earn more money, don't rely on men or just one job and essentially become financially literate. Like don't expect the man to bring in all the money and be the only reason why you're surviving. You're surviving you can bring in more than just cooking and cleaning and holding the household. I feel like women should be solid in their own financial profile, you know, when be able to bring something to the table other than their pussy and other than cooking and cleaning. Like I personally feel like, I don't know, go out there and get a $200 certificate where in turn, it's going to give you a seventy, eighty thousand $80,000 salary, you know, and then learn how to invest that money or learn how to, learn how to save money, budget, do something that will create a strong financial profile for yourself with or without that man, you know? But I feel like too many women right now rely on the man to do everything and they're not, they're not bringing any, they're not bringing much to the table. It's sad to say that, but I I really do think that that's, that's something that has to be said. And I agree. I do think that um, I do think that people need to. I mean, well, not even not even just women, but I mean, people do need to um, look more into financial literacy and just becoming better better with money. I mean, we have in our generation we had the pandemic. I mean, other people they had the Great Depression and so on and so forth. And there's a lot of people who who rose, and there's unfortunately a lot of people who fell also. Yeah. And um. <clears throat> The difference in a lot of ways in terms of that was what do you do with your money? What is money to you? What does money mean? And they don't know. They just yeah. think money is money is something I get at work. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have why, a good you know, relationship with money. To. They don't have a good relationship with money. Right. Which is why even even though Duke came out as 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 a, um as a uh, as an op to the movement. Um, I still, and I hate to even do this. I feel like I got to find different books, but this was the best book that defined it to me and and changed the way that I thought about money. And that was rich dad, poor dad. Wow. That's crazy. Cause I remember that book. I read it. I read it too. Yeah. I gave it to my brother and he also appreciated. I feel like everybody, my cousin gave it to me. I gave it to my brother. And, um, and that's another thing that needs to come back when people would pass, pass literature to each other i get it article you pass articles to people but an article is just that you know what i'm saying a book 
a you book is, is, is 100 articles. <laughs> but you know why I stopped loaning out books? Because then I never got them back. And I'm I'm not with that shit. Like I spent my money on this book and I'm loaning it out to you, but I'm expecting that shit back. There's been many times in high school, middle school, I never got any of my books back. And that shit used to piss me off. So that's why now I don't do that. Yeah. I gave my boy a book. Um, I gave him a couple books when he was in jail. I ain't getting none of those books back. And I was sad about that. But at the same time, do I want jail books? Nah, I kind of don't. <laughs> He's so stupid. Somebody, somebody getting their cheeks clapped next to those books now. Yo, that sounds That's so horrible. nasty. <laughs> but, that sounds awful. I don't mean that. Yeah, but no, just going back to women just needing to bring in more than just the wifely duties, I guess you can say, quote unquote. Bring in that money too, sis. Like at the end of the day, you don't need to count on no man to do that. You could do that for yourself and just build something stronger for the both of you. You know, if God forbid he does get let go of his job, you don't need that. You don't need that added stress that now you don't have the money in order to support the both of you. He's he's on his you know he's down right now and he'll get back up. Down too. Yeah, exactly. He needs to be held down too. You don't need to keep him down. You know, like I mean, do I feel like do I feel like women? Do I feel like women should be the only ones to have to do that? No, I feel like men should too, you know? Men should also. But I feel like women have taken that yeah, away from themselves for so long. Like, I don't know. If you're, um, if you're, you, you have to understand, if you don't bring anything to the relationship, you're just an anchor. And if he ends up in a situation where his financial boat is smaller Guess what happens when you're an anchor? The whole the whole ship gonna sink. Yeah. You need to be able to uphold him too. You need to be able to help him keep afloat too. Facts. That is a fact. And um and I will share this, I guess is my final thought also. Um I have one thing I have one thing for people that people in general um need to do. And I'll even read it because it's something that I've had in mind. Um, I had in mind either way. And for all people, stop looking. Stop looking for. Stop looking and telling yourself that you need a boyfriend, you need a girlfriend, whatever the case is. You don't need. You don't. You don't need that. What you need, what you need to do on yourself is oh. work. <laughs> work, save, work, save, and invest. That should be the mantra. For everyone in our generation, every day, and I guarantee as you work, inflation is here. As you work, you save and invest. Someone will show. Someone will cross your path. I guarantee. You like somebody, date them. Yeah, who probably have the same motives at that at that point too. Like who knows? Maybe they're working and saving and investing too. And then now you got two power. Not now you got power. Right, you find people in your course. You see, if, if if the same the same principle, if you're going to the library every day, you're gonna find somebody else who goes to the library. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You you like sandwiches at the shop. You're gonna find somebody else who likes sandwiches at the shop. They're gonna cross your path. So the same thing. You're on the money train. You're gonna see another passenger on that money train, and they could be the right one. But when you're forcing it, 
You're not finding people in the right environments. You're not finding people who are compatible. And that's why these relationships are failing. Um, I also want to say in that, I mean, just ultimately stop forcing it. Stop forcing it because um, when you're putting yourself in these situations where you're not in the direct path of where you would find somebody, then you try to force it. Then you try to start changing, changing up well. Let me let me give a little bit less of myself because I don't want to um I don't want to end up in a situation where I got played before, um, because I don't want to give more of myself like the last time and then end up wasting my time. No, I say, um, find somebody on your path, find somebody on that money train because you need to be building your foundation. You should have some of a foundation now. If you don't, it's still a good time for you to start, regardless. Um, it's never too late. And then. You like somebody, you give them your all. Stop feeling like you're played because it comes to find out they don't like you. That doesn't. Not everybody's compatible with everybody. Have you give ever them seen, your all. Have Show you ever what seen, you have to offer. Have you ever seen two people who are bad with finances get together? Two people what? Two people who are bad with finances get together. I ask because I see it all the time. And it just makes me wonder. Oh, yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, together, I have an example. Because they're both hard. An example off rip. Yeah, fat. <laughs> um, it's 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 not why they're together, but uh, it's not why they were together. But um, they just ended up neither one of them being good at finances at all. And I always offer people, you know, I can help you budget. I mean, this is granted, this is a service that I've charged people for, but um, because I know you, I mean. And I'm, I mean, not even because I know you, fuck that. Because I'm offering it for free, you can have it for free because you're in a really shitty situation and they and they declined. They didn't want to get better at it. So, I mean, whatever. Sometimes they feel like it and what happened? Broken. Yeah, and what happened? They left the relationship. Now they're both in worse financial situations. Wow. I, see it all I, the I imagine the debt that they had I imagine the debt that they had when I initially tried to help, they had that debt together. Now they're separate, and I imagine the debt that they had separately is probably the same amount of debt they have now individually. I, I believe it. It's crazy because I, there is, um, in my field, I get I see a lot of accounts in and outs, and I see all the time when people are negative in their accounts. And I don't know, for me, seeing the red in my account, that gives me anxiety. I don't know how someone could live like that. See their accounts every day, see it's in the negative and be okay with life. Like I can't do that. I got to at least have a positive balance, but I'll see couples and they're both doing horribly with money. And the husband is blowing the money on gambling online, playing games like gambling games and blew all the money that they had in the account. It just makes me wonder like how, how 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 did you get with this person even knowing all the red flags? And it just makes me wonder, like, it must be that I mean, they live that life too. I don't know. I mean, granted, um, I'm, I mean, they have to live that life because getting somebody who isn't good at finances is a bad financial decision, so. And it's crazy. But granted, that people, people can be- learn. It's crazy how there will be people out there that say, oh, but that's my financial situation. It doesn't concern you. But then later on down the line, it does affect that person because 
like let's say for example y'all just live together most of y'all finances are not together but this person is late on a credit card and then now now they can't give you money because the bank took the payment for the credit card yeah, I yeah, mean, it's also that, um, end, you know, like, I don't well, know. see people get married, you absorb that debt. You know what I'm saying? But I, I mean, yeah, actually, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, what's, what's your, what's your, what's your final thought on this? I was just going to say being loud in what you're saying doesn't always mean that you're right. I'm just going to go back to my first, you know, my first <laughs> My first um point that I was making there because it I mean there's so many people that just get loud and, and think that they're because they're louder and now they're right that's not necessarily the case what if what if you're just loud and the other person just wants to stay quiet because now at that point you just you're just talking too loud you're talking shit so now they don't want to have the conversation no more that's it you won not, that's what but I said. not, not only are you right. wrong are you just loud and wrong yeah like at that at that point it's just like I'm not even going to bother arguing with you no more because now you're just getting loud and now you're getting obnoxious, you know? So at that point, it's kind of just like peace, you know? But yeah, that was just my final thought. Just because you're loud doesn't mean that you're right. Now now you're just dumb and loud. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm. Well, that being said, that's another episode of No Ledge Podcast. I mean, like I said, uh, follow us on No Ledge Podcast at... Um, I don't know. My head hurts. I need to eat. <laughs> <laughs> podcast, I, I got a bagel right here waiting for me. <laughs>